1: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Huge Twins news today. The reigning American League batting champ, Luis Sarai, is traded to the Miami Marlins for pitcher Pablo Lopez and a couple of minor leaguers. And there's been a, a wide range of opinions on this move today. Uh, some Twins fans, uh, we we heard from them earlier in the program, not happy. Others are kind of like, hey, it improves the Twins' pitching staff, something they desperately needed. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out in 23 and beyond. Uh, to tell us the story is Doe Young Park covers the Twins for MLB.com. And, no good to visit with you. Thanks for the time on what turned out to be a very busy day. Yeah,
3: it's, uh, it's certainly the kind of trade that uh, we haven't really seen before, not just from the Twins, but around baseball. I think one thing that was really striking to me in the immediate aftermath was uh, my talented colleague, Sarah Langs, on the stats side. She pointed out uh, that this is the first time a reigning American is uh, not just American League, just a reigning batting champion has been traded away in the following offseason uh, in 45 years. Uh, the last time that happened was also the Twins, believe it or not, back in uh, 1979 when they dealt, uh, when they dealt uh, Rod Carew to the Angels. Completely different circumstances there, but it's uh, been interesting that uh, Carew is the guy that Arise has been compared to for so long around these parts, and uh, they're always going to be tied together in kind of a baseball history tidbit like that now.
2: Yeah, and as the season unraveled late in 22, the Arise story was still something that kept Twins fans interested, because it was such a good story, such a good guy, a, a fan favorite, if you will, pursuing a batting championship, and, and then of course we had Aaron Judge fighting for that batting title as well, and the, the home runs and all of that sort of thing. It, it, it really was a fun story in what turned out to be a disappointing end to a Twins season
3: it really it really was, and I think he's going to he's been a fan favorite in Minneapolis for really good reason um, I think I think there, there's obviously the element to that uh, the the batting title and preventing Aaron judge from winning the Triple Crown and everything like that but I mean he's everything that a fan of baseball wants to root for I think fans that kind of miss the old game or the aesthetics of the old game can look at Louis Suri as a way as a guy that makes kind of that paradigm of ball player still succeed in the modern game. I think others can look at the personality, the mannerisms, just the joy that he brought to the field all the time. He's just a really easy guy to root for. And he has been since he came up in 2019 and um, really uh, came out of nowhere that year to establish himself as as, uh, one of the guys to watch on the Twins. And he really did take that step forward last year, too. It's a it's a tough trade. I do understand that, um, emotionally, for a lot of fans out there.
2: Yeah, for sure. The, the Twins get uh, a player and Pablo Lopez, who's put up good numbers. And, and to get something, you have to give something up. The Twins give up a lot, and uh, the reigning batting champ, but uh, the Marlins gave up something as well. Uh, the, the, this big right-hander is, is well thought of around the game. Yeah, Pablo Lopez is a highly regarded guy. I
3: mean, you get the sense that the Twins don't feel like he's fully, really scratched the surface of what he's capable of. I see a see a lot of people out there kind of uh, pointing to the pointing to the shaky second half last year, or um, you know the career ERAs I think in the three nine range. But he's really taken a step forward in the last three seasons, and last year is particularly significant for Pablo Lopez. And that that was the first year of his career where he kind of was able to put the arm issues that he's had behind him and pitch a full 32 starts. Um, And I think the Twins really feel like they can can build on that. He's a guy that they've targeted for a long time. Um, That's something that was brought up today is that the Twins have had their focus on Pablo Lopez and the Marlins have had their focus on Luis Arise. And then uh, stuff around the periphery of the deal, the extra pieces, the structure of the deal, Uh, that finally kind of came together to make this deal happen. But for the Twins, they were looking for another high-end pitcher. And uh, it might not be the ace that uh, fans were really kind of clamoring for. Those ace pitchers, there's only a handful of them in the game. They're extremely hard to come by, and uh, they're extremely, extremely expensive trade-wise. I think the Twins were in a position where this is the time where they could sell high on Luisa Rise Coming off that batting title, um, there's some uncertainty about, you know, obviously the health has always been there with the knees, the defensive fit um, was always going to be a question with him and will continue to be moving forward in his career, I think. And um, I think they got a very solid pitcher that'll slot into the top end of their rotation. That's what Derek Salvia has said today. Um, and also a, a prospect that should easily slot into their top 10 and Jose Salas, the guy that they're extremely excited about as well. So yeah, like you said, uh, to to get some to get something you have got to give something back and uh, it was it was a steep cost but the twins feel really strongly that Pablo Lopez is the guy that they want around not just this year but he's also controllable through next year which is a big deal when a couple of the guys in the current rotation enter free agency
2: Do Young Park joins us covers the twins for mlb.com and joins us here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Uh, you, you sent out a tweet a little bit earlier uh, kind of penciling in the rotation. The one thing coming out at 22 uh, with, with Ken DeMaeda coming back into the mix and and Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober uh, showed that he was healthy at the end of the season and and the other pitchers, Sonny Gray, uh, Tyler Malley, in the mix for the Minnesota Twins, that they have uh, starting pitching depth now that we, we we haven't seen, and, and that's a good position to be in.
3: I'm going to say this is the best and deepest twin starting rotation that I can certainly remember. I cannot remember one that had a, this level of depth. Again, I think I see a lot of fans pointing out there's no like Johan Santana or Justin Burlander or Jacob deGrom like ace in that group, but again, So few of those guys in the league. And uh, when you're the Minnesota Twins, and especially coming off a year like 2022 where the injuries played such a big role as they did, and you got guys like Gray, Malley, Ober, Maeda coming off the Tommy John, you know, a lot of guys with injury questions of their own. So I think this has been something that the front office has done, but they've really emphasized depth. Um, They've really emphasized the idea of, okay, when you – pitchers are risky – Pitchers are just risky propositions in the modern game. Guys are throwing harder than they have before. Guys are throwing max effort every pitch in a way that they haven't before. Uh, and pitchers get hurt. And I think um, this is a way where you're not overly reliant overly reliant on maybe one ace caliber guy, on maybe two top-of-the-line guys, where you're going five, maybe six, maybe eventually seven deep in this rotation of guys that you trust handing the ball to. You're in a place now where Bailey Ober, who came back and pitched to a barely above three ERA last year, doesn't have a spot in the starting rotation right now. That's tough for Bailey over, but we saw last year that injuries will happen. Injuries do happen. The twins have an injury prone starting rotation, and you're trying to build as much of a floor, as high of a floor into that as possible. And uh, Pablo Lopez does that and as well, cause, brings up the upside as well. He's the nationally pitcher of the month from last April. He had like a zero three ERA last April. He holds the major league record for most strikeouts in a row to start a game. He's got upside.
2: And They think they can unlock some of that, yeah, and then with with the rise moving on, you know what what does uh the day in day out lineup, and we we know with with day, built in days off it, it it's pretty rare in a given week of ball games to see the same lineup you know even three times, but what what do you think this this infield this outfield looks like projected right now? Uh, For the Minnesota Twins, Carlos Correa, Jorge uh, Polanco uh, up the middle. Uh, But first base, third base, uh, how how are they going to mix and match uh, in in those spots on the infield at this moment in time?
3: I don't know that there's much mixing and matching to be done there, honestly. I do think we're going to see that stabilized pretty considerably this year to an extent. Um, They're obviously still going to look at lefty-righty matchups, but I think this is an indication that they feel very good but where Alex Kirilov is going into this season. Um, every indication is that he is swinging without problem right now. He's swinging with confidence. He's a guy they've always trusted in. And uh, in my mind, he's the, he's the first baseman. I mean, they've shown that they are willing to use him against righties. They're willing to use him against lefties. Jose Miranda, that moves him to be the everyday third baseman. And uh, Miranda said that's where he's more comfortable. The Twins have said that's where they want to be more consistently playing him right now. And I think this opens up an opportunity for that. You got Kyle Farmer still bouncing around the infield, able to uh, presume slot into third with Miranda moving to first when Kirilov needs a day off or when they want to get more right-handed. Then in the outfield, you got Joey Gallo in left field, you got Max Kepler in right field, and uh, I think I think a lot of these pieces start to fit a little more neatly together. I think there's um, probably a chance for some more uh, right, for maybe a little more right-handed help if the Twins are still looking. Um, but right now the infield picture is cleaned up. And then that's not even to mention Edouard Julian, one of their top prospects who had a monster 2022. His skill set overlaps pretty considerably. He's not he's not exactly a Louis Arise type average guy, but he gets on base at an insane rate. He plays, uh, he's left-handed. He plays a lot of the same positions that Rise would, first base, second base. And he's going to be up at some point this season. And uh, I think they feel pretty strongly about that guy too. And I think, that's also something that kind of paved the
2: path for this deal to happen. Yeah, and there, there's there's also you know kids uh, climbing the ladder in, in the minor leagues as well that could be a factor in, in 23. Uh, one one that comes to mind is uh, at, at some point seeing Royce Lewis return uh, in in 23. Is is that realistic? At at some point he he'll, he'll see some game action.
3: Yeah, I think they're looking at Royce Lewis in the second half of the season yep. toward the end of the summer. It's, again, tough to know what you're going to expect because he's a guy that uh, hasn't spent a ton of time at Triple A. I think he did get rushed up to the big leagues a little bit. Obviously, he performed, um, and he per- he's performed well, uh, but he still lost a lot of live reps because of the first torn ACL because of the COVID season. He's lost a lot of reps during this uh, second torn ACL, and obviously he's the most talented and hardworking guy you'll see um, but there's still a lot of uncertainty around that. I think it's the same thing with Austin Martin, where he hasn't had a linear progression to the big leagues. But this is kind of a a big year for him, where he's going to presumably see a lot of action in AAA, A, maybe get a taste of the big league. But you're right, and that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of infield type prospects coming up, and that's not to mention Brooks Lee, who's uh, probably right. going to be hanging around the high minors this year too. So it's a lot of options there. It's going to get it's going to get busy at some point. It could get busy at some point. They'll have depth up there. And, again, uh, they emphasize that they feel pretty good about their depth on the position player side, and especially in the infield. I think uh, that's what, again, paves the path for the deal to happen.
2: Yeah, so uh, Luis Sarai is headed to the Miami Marlins uh, for right-handed pitcher Pablo Lopez and a couple of minor leaguers. And we we're, we're really kind of begin the big push. Uh, Twins Winter Caravan, uh, Twins Fest a week. Uh, from tomorrow at Target Field, kind of a a big build up, and then that countdown to to pitchers and catchers reporting in Fort Myers, and you know to to be a beat writer, that that that's got to be a good feeling. That that that's coming up quickly, though.
3: That's uh, when the blood gets pumping a little bit. And I think, yeah, right. uh, you know, the diamond awards are coming up. The first, uh, the first one in person that we've had since the pandemic started, obviously. That's I know right. everybody's chomping at the bit to get back out to twins fest and the caravans back to, um, it's, uh, it's going to be a big time, I think to capitalize on kind of the excitement of Correa coming back to the twins and to just kind of capture that, uh, that off season baseball. Fervor and just kind of how, how people, how people bond around the twins. I think, uh, been a couple years since they've been able to capture that in full during the offseason and it's uh, just about that time now.
2: Yeah and and I was wondering and and I'm sure you thought about this as well um, as the Correa thing played out didn't work out with the Giants ultimately didn't work out with the Mets and uh, he and his agent were able to hammer something out with the Minnesota Twins and he comes back. Do you think and and this is just pure speculating that that potentially open the door for the Twins to say alright, we got a Correa at shortstop we, we made our really big move, now we feel more comfortable uh, dealing a rise to the Marlins and, and picking up Lopez or do you think this deal with the Marlins happens either way?
3: You know, it's, it's interesting because I think the Correa deal did change the tenor of the offseason considerably. It's a deal that they didn't think they would have had access uh, for much of the off season, and I think a large part of the comfort that they have around the infield does center around Carlos Correa, the long term anchor there for six years. Um, speculation wise, you know, I, I don't know that uh, that this that the Twins are as readily willing um, to. And again, that's purely speculative. But sure. um, losing both Carlos Correa and Luis Ariza uh, during a single off season, yeah. uh, when you've already lost Gio Urshela. Uh, and one of the more consistent hitters you've had. That's a, that's a lot of burden for the offense to bear, even in the name of pitching. Um, so I think you. This is something that you've seen in off seasons past, too, where the Twins are reactive to what happens in the off season ahead of them. And this is something that I've heard is you know they have a plan A and they have a plan B and they have a plan C and they have a plan D. But the plethora of plans that they have. They constantly swirl those and they constantly adapt those to what the picture of the offseason looks like. I mean, even to the point where last year it was uh, 24 hours before opening day and they swung a trade to move Taylor Rogers, uh, to the, to the San Diego Padres. Their opening day closer, presumably, to the San Diego Padres, uh, on opening day. And so, uh, you know, they're always remaining adaptive. And I think the Correa deal did represent a seismic shift in what I think their potential could be this offseason in terms of, yeah really pushing them kind of back into the playoff margins and potentially the playoff picture. So I think it should make them more motivated than anything, and I think this move, again, really is a is a needle mover as well in that sense.
2: Yeah, and uh, w- once again, some fans not happy. We heard from them uh, earlier, and I'm sure the Twins are, are hearing from the uh, Luis Riz fans, but uh, ultimately uh, Pablo Lopez uh, appears to be the real deal and will be a nice ad. Uh, to that rotation always good to visit with you appreciate your coverage at MLB.com and you, you do a terrific job on the radio as well thanks thanks a lot Steve I appreciate you always good to hear your voice
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road